All right, welcome back to another edition of the Slapshot Regatta podcast. This edition is actually coming to you live on the road. Uh, that's right, in a car. I'm not driving like Nikki would. I'm, I'm the passenger. But uh, you got to squeeze it in when you can. Busy life out there. But uh, yeah, I didn't expect to be doing a podcast this week. Um, as you know, we're going to take a few weeks off leading into the playoffs. But I mean, the people want a podcast, the people get a, a podcast. I'm director of content for a reason. So uh, when a podcast is is asked for, I deliver. Uh, so what I thought we'd do, um, we'll do a quick recap of last week. Uh, it was a pretty big week, obviously. Uh places were set in stone in the playoffs uh people were officially eliminated and certain people are trying to get in and, and seatings and whatnot and then i have a little uh you know how did we get here a little look at the season recap of the season uh and then we'll go from there so it's gonna be a quick one uh probably no ads no guests obviously um but yeah uh just a little something to lead you into that pretty awful wednesday before thanksgiving uh, if you're saving this for tomorrow, just to get through it. And then we got some football, some good food, some fantasy football playoffs, which I'll have the uh, playoff members on. It'll be fun. So without further ado, let's get started. So we'll start with last week. Uh, a couple a couple very uh, big matchups, obviously, uh, came down to the wire. Uh, but first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to two owners in particular. Uh, that's Run CMC and Chugs, uh, both locked up that first round bye. Uh, so good job to you guys. Have been you know solid obviously all season long. Uh, number one and number three in points four. Uh, Yon obviously has just pretty much dominated the league. Had a couple of tough losses there, but pretty much dominated so far. Uh, and Chugsy had a formidable team all year. It's well deserved for both of you. So congratulations on the bye. Rest those players up. Keep that mind sharp. Don't want to. Don't want rest to turn to rust as Big F would say. Um, I, and I also would be remiss if I didn't uh, congratulate Nikki O and Booz on locking up some playoff positions as well, both coming in at 7-5. and five. Uh, Seating obviously could be affected, but getting in the playoffs is all that matters. Uh, you knew you weren't going to get the bye, so you got in the playoffs. Anything can happen once you get there. So shout-out to Booz, shout-out to Nikki. Not easy to do. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, like I was saying, a couple big matchups that came down to the wire. Um, obviously, going into Sunday night football, it was Booz putting up 142, which was the high of the week at that point against me. A loss would have eliminated me from playoff contention. But the man, the MVP of the league right now, Lamar Jackson, came out and put up a 45 spot for me. He did. I, I had Cooper Cup as well, but I didn't even need him. It was all Lamar. Uh, it was all Lamar Jackson. He's been a beast all season long. When I needed him most, he put up a 45 spot with five passing touchdowns, which is just ridiculous. His best performance of the year uh, to keep me in contention for that final playoff spot. Also, Nicky O, one of his worst weeks of the year, needed the win to clinch playoffs and had a comfortable lead going into the Monday night matchup as well, as did Booze. And and Amar came rocking in with a a, a horrible week as well, with an outside chance, outside looking in. Uh, to to make some noise and get into the playoffs as well and clinch a spot. And Mark Ingram did everything he could. Came out hot with about 50 yards on the first drive. Uh, scored a touchdown after Lamar Jackson fell on the one and later caught a touchdown. Got him to 24 points. But the Rams are so bad, they benched all their starters in the fourth quarter. So we couldn't get that one extra point to tie it up, maybe take the lead. So Nicky was able to clinch that final spot. But, man, that really came down to the final 
final play there. That was that was awesome to see. I always like seeing these matchups come down to the final moment, especially when playoffs are involved. Um, and then another big one was the Channel 4 taking down Pauly. Not Obviously not that big of a, a deal for Channel 4 as he and Big F are eliminated. But it set up a nice little segue into this week. It set up Pauly back against the wall coming up. Visco, I think, took off like four or five in a row at, at one point this season. Uh, he's kind of sputtering right now. He's had That was his third loss in a row. Coming up against me, red hot Rice Roney. And the other matchup that's that's key this week for playoffs is Alex Marzullo and Cole Costanzo. Obviously, Operation Keep Cole out of the playoffs has been in motion for a few weeks now. Uh, that roster is just, you know, it's not a playoff roster. So we've been, we've been all as a team, as a group, trying to keep them out of the playoffs. So that's what it's going to come down to. Rice Roney versus Psycho Poly, a 7-8 matchup. Amar versus Cole, 5-6 matchup. Since me and Pauly have the advantage on points right now, it would be very hard for Amar or Cole to jump us. But, hey, it's possible they just have to outscore us by about 40 or 50. But it looks like right now it's going to be the winner of me and Visco's matchup. So that's how it's it's how it's it always happens in this league. It's a very competitive league. Comes down to the last day. Uh, I know me and Visco both have some players playing well into Sunday and Monday night. So it should be interesting. Uh, don't count Amar and Cole out altogether, but it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, so yeah. So week thirteen, a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah, a lot of playoff implications coming up. All right. So moving on. I thought. What we could do, like I said, a little walk down memory lane. How did we get here? We, we saw how the table is going to be set, how, how the, the cards are going to fold. But but let's see. Let's take it back because, you know, it's been a while since we had our draft. Uh, there's been a lot of moves along the way that, that really impacted how these final standings went out that people probably forget or didn't realize at the time. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take back and see those key moments for each team. Uh, I sputtered out. I, I did each person got their own spotlight because I didn't want to leave anybody out. And what I did was waiver slash trade, like big pickup of the year, the best and worst draft pick of the draft, and that individual team's MVP, most important player. All right, so no particular order, but did some research today. Uh, so I'll go through them. We got uh, Pat Clark Chugs. It was early in the season, I believe after week one, after he dismantled the Eagles, big uh, Chugs, he picked up a guy by the name of Terry McLaren. Third-round rookie. Now I thought, you know, this guy's a fluke. That was just, you know, Eagles. They were sleepwalking through the first half. This guy's not. Terry McLaurin quietly had a very, very big season for Chugs. A uh, guy undrafted in fantasy football. Um, I know he had a few, uh, like a dip in the midseason, but... When he's given Chugs 17, 19, 26 points early on as a guy he just picked up to throw into his his wide receiver three, his flex spot, I mean, that's huge. Those wins that he stacked up early in the season got him first round by. So I'm going to go Terry McLaurin for that one out of nowhere. For draft, this one was easy for Chugsy. Derrick Henry in the sixth round. I mean, I, I was saying when, uh, when Ron was on the podcast, this guy... This guy, Derrick Henry, every year I'm like, oh, I'm not drafting him. He stinks. He, he's, he looks slow and fat and ugly. He's just is so solid. He's he's racking up double-digit points pretty much every week. And then the past three weeks, he's blown up for 24, 32, and 27 with a buy-in between. 
that was exactly the, the workhorse Ron needed for that final late-season push. And in the sixth round, a running back in the sixth round, that's tremendous value. You go back and look at a lot of the running backs that were taken before then, it's, it's shocking. Uh, worse, this one hurts to say, but I got to go Alshon in the fifth. <sighs> Just, you know, between injuries and the Eagles roster being pretty, or the Eagles offense, excuse me, being pretty terrible this year. It just it just didn't work out. Now the good thing for him is when when Ron did have to play him, he he produced week one, caught him at uh, I think two touchdowns. I know he didn't play in the Falcons game the week after. I don't know where that kind of cost him the matchup, but he got it's it just you know when a team's nine and three or whatever Ron is, it's hard to find flaws. So you gotta you gotta make it work. And uh, MVP for Ron had to go with Mike Thomas. Early pick, I believe, first-round pick or second. I'm not exactly sure. I think he was at the turn, so it doesn't exactly matter. But he's just been so solid all year. Um, obviously, consistency is so important. And a guy like Michael Thomas, even with Drew Brees going down, which you know could have set in panic, just hasn't had a, a wide receiver two week so far. It's a wide receiver one week every week. He His, his lowest amount of points is 16. So to have a guy you can just plug in is going to get you most of the time 20-plus. Is just so dependable. So that that's MVP right there for, for Ron. So moving on, we got uh, Nicky O, owner of the Suns. Waiver wire pickup. This might have been before. Why does it get it? Who is it? I don't know. Oh, we got a phone call coming in. Let's Hello? listen up. Hello. 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 Okay, so uh, we don't know who that was, but moving on. Nikki O. It was, I believe, before the season started. It might have been after week one, and that is a tight end, Darren Waller. Uh, this guy, he got he came, put, well, was put on a lot of people's radar during hard knocks, um, and he did have a little bit of buzz going into the season, but not much. Nikki was able to swoop him up, a position that a lot of people struggle with, finding some consistency, tight end position. A lot of people are scrambling every week trying to find someone. They start TJ Hawkinson or Jimmy Graham, and they get zero points, and it's just an uphill climb from the start. Nicky was able to lock down Darren Waller early. He's been a tight end one all season long, had some huge 26 points, 31 points. But most of the time, like, having a floor of, like, 7 to 10 points for your tight end is just very clutch in this league. Just set it and forget it, which is rare. Um, And obviously... Might have been the pickup of the season. That's Patriots defense. They went undrafted. Nikki scooped them. You know, like obviously they weren't drafted because they played in. I don't know. No, it was at home, but against Pittsburgh week one, and right out the gate they just dominated as if like competed with the top running backs, wide receivers in the league. Thirty-seven points, fourteen points, twenty-five points, twenty-seven points. Just so clutch to have. Again, two positions that are often streamed and tough to find consistency in tight end and Patriots D. Nikki was able to lock down early off the waiver wire, and that's why he is sitting pretty in the playoffs. Draft. Uh, it was very interesting to, to look at Nikki's draft because it wasn't very good. Uh, and that just, you know, that even more credit to him for playing the waiver wire, making the right moves, starting the right people. Um, but yeah, probably the best, probably Marlon Mack in the fifth, just because running backs, there was a lot of duds early on. Um, which I'll just say it right now, worst pick, Joe Mixon in the second. He's been pretty horrible. But getting Marlon Mack in the fifth kind of made up for that. He's been solid enough this year where you can play him RB2 with some RB1 upside. So I got to give props to Nicky there on that one. Uh, he's a lot, he fell in a lot of people's drafts because of Andrew Luck retirement, but Nicky wasn't scared. Uh, MVP, 
hard to pick a quarterback just because there's a lot of really good quarterbacks in fantasy, but Russell Wilson, just different level this year. Um, every year they come in saying, like, oh, no, Seattle doesn't pass the ball a lot. Like, don't don't draft Russell Wilson for fantasy. He just does it on the ground, does it in the air, has those huge weeks. Nicky was able to link him up with Tyler Lockett as well. Um, so when they blew up, it was that connection was, was just so hard to beat. Uh, so MVP for Nicky O, Russell Wilson. Moving on, 50 Tyson, Amor, Alex Marzullo, veteran of the league. Always has a good draft. This year, always a little unorthodox, but always has a good draft, I'd say. But to start, waiver wire early on as well, Tyrell Williams, back-to-back Raiders. He didn't have the flashiest of seasons, but he was quietly a very productive fantasy wide receiver, uh, especially early on, 22, 15, 11, 12, 18, 12. Picking a wide receiver off the waiver wire like that and a 10-teamer, it's, it's important to have. Um, and I know for a fact Amor has started him in weeks that he's had good performances that got him wins. So I got to go Tyrell Williams for him. Uh, as far as the draft goes, it wasn't really until later in the season where this guy proved that he was worth it. Uh, but it's got to be Jarvis Landry. Guy's been a monster lately. Amor drafted him in the eighth round. Uh, obviously been a PPR machine, but catching touchdowns like he normally doesn't late in the season for going off for 24, 14, 36. Really giving Amor that final push he needs to try to make the playoff run. Getting him in the eighth round is obviously very clutch. Uh, worst, I'll go Juju in the second. Really nothing Amor could have done about that with Ben Roethlisberger going down. It's just bad luck. Um, and to get someone in the second round that really, between injuries and, and bad quarterback play, hasn't been reliable all season. It's just hard to come back from. Uh, Juju in the second round. MVP, I'm going to go Amari Cooper. Uh, this guy, he had that weird injury going into the season, so a lot of people shied away from him. And I know he's had a few duds. Uh, I think last week he didn't score a point, actually. There was a week at some point he had, like, one point because he's been battling injuries. But he has had some big-time weeks, like 25-plus, 30-plus, uh, that, you know, when you have a guy like that, push 30-plus as a wide receiver, you're probably going to win that week. Um, and I know it's happened more than once for Amar. Um, and obviously Mahomes getting injured took him out of the running. So I'll go Amari Cooper for him. Hate to give it to a Cowboy, but so be it. Moving on. Tough, tough season for Pat Fran. Bosnian trees. But, like I said, I'm going to go through everyone. So I got to give him his his shine. I got to give him spotlight. Waiver wire pickup. Um, it's not really a pickup. I couldn't really find one that worked out for him. So I'll say dropping Jonu Smith. Uh, that guy shouldn't be on any fantasy rosters. Uh, I think he dropped him last week or the week before. And just, you know, have a sense of pride. Get him off your team. It was good to see, Pat. Uh, so, yeah, dropping Jonu Smith from his roster, putting him back in the free agent pool. Draft, I'll go. Uh, he had a really solid turn. Uh, he picked first in the draft. He had a really, really nice turn uh, with Godwin and Jacobs at the 4-5. Um, I know, obviously, the Godwin jokes fly around in this league, but he's been incredible. He's been one of the best receivers. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the value on that was just tremendous. He was a rookie, so there was some risk involved. Big F not scared, taking him. Uh, he didn't start him when he should have this season, which hurt him, but great value in the draft. I'll say the worst, it's it's just the top three rounds for him. It, the top three, I mean, you look, people say you can't win the league with your draft, but you can lose it. Saquon Barkley, first overall over McCaffrey. I mean, sorry to say, I know Saquon's been hurt, but he just hasn't been good this year. Antonio Brown, round two. Antonio Brown in the second round. I guess you couldn't see it coming as bad as it was, but man, 
And then Devonta Freeman, who we ended up trading away in the third. Just a tough one, two, three right there. Uh, it was an uphill climb. Waiver wires, he, he took risks on, didn't work out. And that's where we're at today with him. One of the most pitiful, embarrassing seasons in Slapshot Regatta history. Uh, MVP, Chris Godwin, for plenty of reasons. Shout out, Andy Mill. All right, moving on. Booze. Booze father. Caitlin. Waiver wire pickup, another late one. Um, and the reason I picked this guy was because the Miami Dolphins are so bad for so long, none of the their fantasy players were really picked up or relevant. Booze took a shot at Devontae Parker. Um, I believe it was early November, and since picking him up, I mean, he's been wide receiver two, sometimes wide receiver one. Um, back, like, since week six, 11 points, 16 points, 11 points, 15, 11, 20, and then 15. Um, so, just the, like, Booze, I know he, he got hit with the injury bug very badly with, with a few people, uh, Brandon Cooks in the wide receiver core. So, being able to get a guy like Devontae Parker, who wasn't really on anyone's radar because the offense he was in, uh, quietly producing, and plugging him in as that flex was was huge for him. Uh, so shout out to Booz on that one. And another receiver that he picked up, I just want to give a nod to, was DJ Chark. I had him. Visco had him. We both dropped him. Booz ended up picking him up, sticking with him, and he delivered. Um, well, it doesn't look like he's being too great with Nick Foles at the helm, but when it was Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, DJ Chark was the main beneficiary of that so two great wide receiver pickups in a in a season where wide receivers have been tough to come by uh draft Austin Hooper in the 10th round kind of fell off a little bit with injuries late in the season but that first half of the season with Austin Hooper I think he was tight end one or two was just huge um got booze a lot of key wins early in the season a couple big multi-touchdown games for him um getting 20 points from a tight end obviously is a huge boost um, and, yeah, he was able to ride that to the playoffs, so I had to give Austin Hooper his credit. Um, and then I'll say best draft pick. I'll, I'm going to have to go D – or we already did best draft pick. MVP. I'm going to have DJ Moore. Um, I played booze last week, like I mentioned. DJ Moore scored a touchdown. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this guy he hasn't been good all season. He's going to do well against me, blah, blah, blah. I ended up looking at him. The guy's been awesome all year. He's had two weeks under double digits, and – the past four weeks, he's gone 17, 21, 17, 30. Uh, so just a guy under the radar again, which is a lot of Booze's roster. Um, just been tremendous. And I did forget to mention, worst draft pick, got to go David Johnson, number one. First round pick. I don't know what's happened to that guy. But Booze has recovered, and he's, uh, he's he's done well with what he's been given. So shout out Booze. Playoff. Uh, moving on, Seski. Playoff Pauly. Kind of a weird draft. We'll get into it. But waiver wire pickup, I'll go Latavius Murray. Um, was a guy I drafted uh, just because I figured he'd be that Mark Ingram guy. Then it turned out Kamara got all the reps. Uh, when there was a little inkling that Kamara might miss time, I went to go pick Latavius Murray back up. Visco snagged him already, and he's been a beast. Um, Kamara's missed more time than, than people thought he was going to, like four or five weeks. Obviously, that was more in the middle season when Visco went on his, his winning streak, but you still got to give him props for that. It, anytime you can pick someone off on the waivers and they win you a few weeks, uh, it's got to be the pickup of the year for you. Uh, Draft-wise, I'll go Edelman in the fourth. That, a word that keeps coming up, but I, it's clutch in fantasy football. It's, it's consistency. Um, Visco's had up-and-down season with a lot of his guys. Diggs, Hopkins, Connor, all over the place. And Edelman's been one guy he's really been able to rely on because Brady just peppers him. And worst, I'll go Connor in the second. He 
hated the pick when he made it. Like, he said out loud, like, I hate this guy. I don't want to draft him. Drafted him anyway, and he's just with injuries. And, again, that Steelers offense with no big Ben has just been rough. Um, and then MVP, I'll stick with Edelman. Uh, hard not. Uh, you could give it to Hopkins, but as high as he drafted him, probably doesn't return the value you wanted. So we'll go Edelman on that one. Next, uh, run CMC. Been dominating the league. Uh, it was hard to find a waiver wire pickup that was good for him because he really hasn't had to do much of that. Um, I could have like went and found like a defense that he picked up and did well, but forget that. Uh, so I'll go with it. He made a nice trade. Uh, he traded Christian Kirk, who's been good, um, but he didn't have to play him ever. And he got Mark Andrews out of it. Um, and that was the one position CMC was struggling with. And now he's got the a tight end one on probably the best offense, definitely the best offense in the NFL. Um, so he was able to shore up that position with a quick one-for-one trade with a player. He wasn't going to play anyway. So I'll give that as his move of the year. Uh, draft-wise, honestly, I couldn't find any bad picks with his, with his draft. If you guys go back and look at his his order it was ridiculous uh but Aaron Jones I'd say Aaron Jones in the fourth was where he got the most value obviously CMC was fell into his lap uh Dalvin was another great pick in the second um but they kind of went where they were supposed to go Aaron Jones falling to him in the fourth he, he wasn't looking past him there so that was huge by him um and then player MVP obviously Christian McCaffrey run CMC's namesake uh the guy's just a moose He's a FAB. He's all the above. And he's just carrying Dan's team right now into the playoffs. And it's just like every every week you, you think he's going to slow down, and he doesn't. Catches 10 passes, finds the end zone at least once on the ground. Just a great great player to have on any fantasy roster. So shout out CMC. All right, moving on, Andy Mill. Um, was tough finding a good waiver wire pickup for him as well, no disrespect. I'll go with uh, kind of similar like I did with Big F. I'll go dropping Mark Walton. Um, because he strangled his pregnant wife and punched her in the face a bunch of times. Oh, my God. I know. It's bad. Uh, but Andy was not standing for that. He he saw that news report come out, and he <laughs> dropped him right away. So we all know Andy as a stand-up guy. Good for you, Andy. Yeah, good for you. Um, he's not going to stand for it. He doesn't care if, if you're going to give him fantasy production or not. It was without a question. He got dropped right away. So shout-out Andy Mill on that one. Um, draft. Oh, man. Worst pick, it, it, it really hurts me to say. It's got to be Carson Wentz in the fifth. You heard some of the players I named that got drafted in the, the fifth and sixth round. So to take a quarterback who's really been without his weapons and really underperforming this year is is a hard pill to swallow. Uh, but best pick, I'm going to combine best his best draft pick with also his MVP. It's got to be Austin Eckler. Um, obviously, a lot of people stayed away from him because like the Melvin Gordon could come back any time. But Austin Eckler really had Channel 4 News out hot out of the gate. Um, I think he – correct me if I'm wrong. I think Andy was, you know, 3-1 and one maybe, 2-1. and one? I don't know. He was he was top of the league for a while with, with the performance he was getting from Eckler. And even when Melvin Gordon came back, he's been doing well enough to start, which, I mean, I think exceeds anyone's expectations who drafted Austin Eckler. So shout out you. Uh, moving on. Myself. Rice-A-Roni, making a late push. Waiver wire pickup, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. Has to be. Um, after week one, I drafted Cam Newton. He stunk. He was hurt. I was going back and forth like, was that a fluke with Lamar Jackson? Do I really want to use my – I think I had the number two spot, and whoever had number one already had a good quarterback. It's like, all right, I got to burn it. Thank God I did, or I'd probably be down with, with Bosnian trees right now. This guy's been carrying me. 
He's he's keeping me afloat. Um, a lot of tough weeks where my team didn't put up any numbers. He would give me a 35-40 spot. That would that would win me the week. Um, and obviously, I mentioned this past week, he did it himself. So he's my MVP, obviously, as well. Um, can't keep this guy out of the playoffs. I mean, he's too electric to keep out of the playoffs. So let's all chip in and, and make sure I get that win this week. Uh, Draft-wise, he's fallen off a little bit, but Cooper Cup has been was unbelievable for the first half of the season. Fifth round pick for me. Uh, my third, my flex every week, um, and then Devonte Adams getting hurt. Normally, would your first round pick getting hurt for like six weeks normally set you back? But being able to slide Cooper Cup right in there um, was a big help. Uh, worst Odell in the second round. Should have stayed away. New offense, Cleveland Browns. I don't know. He's just been pretty bad all season. Uh, they seem to be figuring out a little bit, so we'll see if I'll eat those words. Uh, hopefully, but yeah, it just hasn't been the value of a second round pick. Moving on, Wensylvania, Cole Costanzo. Uh, I will go waiver wire. It's not a waiver wire pickup. It's more of a trade. Um, Josh Jacobs. He traded Michael Gallup and Cortland Sutton, who aren't bad at all, obviously. But Cole had the depth of wide receivers on his team, and he had no good running backs, really. Um, so being able to... to make that trade and show up and get an RB1 um, is just clutch, especially with him having a chance at the playoffs. Um, I feel like, you know, wide receivers are a crapshoot, but having a guy you know is going to get 20 touches a game at least um, and not like 10 to 12 at the running back slot is huge. Um, and pair him with who I'd say is his MVP, Zeke. Um, that's just arguably one of the best uh, RB duos going into the playoffs if he gets in there. Um, best draft position, I'll say Cortland Sutton. Got him in the 12th round. He's been good this year, and I know Cole started him a few weeks this year. And then, like I said, he was able to use him to upgrade his running back position with a guy he picked up on waivers. And then worst, I'll go David Montgomery. A lot of people thought that Bears offense would be looking good. Fifth round has been horrible. Hasn't been been. You can't start him. The offense is inept, and it just hasn't been going well. Uh, so David Montgomery in the fifth. And that, you know, a little recap, a little uh, playoff primer, if you will. Um, just kind of, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these things go unnoticed at the time, and then you just kind of forget about them and don't realize how important they were. I do recommend going on Yahoo tomorrow at work when you're bored and need to pass time. Go look at the draft again and look at, like, the transactions. It was pretty fun. Obviously, I couldn't include all of them. But yeah, uh, before I go, obviously I mentioned the playoff, the four teams already in the playoffs in the two big matchups. Um, looking at the Chase versus Sask and Amar versus Cole matchups. For Amar Cole, I got to lean matchups. This is purely matchups based. I'm leaning Cole. Even though Operation get, Keep Cole out of the playoffs was started by me, I think this week just the odds are stacked against Amar. Um, and for me and Sask, we'll see. I predicted a tie the first time we matched up this season. I won. Obviously, anything can happen. I do think the, the matchups favor me. Um, I was just looking. He's got, like, Andre Hopkins is going up against the Patriots. I mean, Lamar Jackson is going up against the toughest defense so far. But we'll see. It should be very fun to watch. Um, you know, exciting. Eight possible teams can be in the playoffs, but there's only room for six. Uh, so I will check back in with you guys next week on the pod. I will most likely be having the four people who are matching up. Um, come on, you know, say a few things about their season and, and their, their playoff matchup, whatever that may be, and, you know, uh, predictions from them. Uh, so, and then just before I go, I just want to say 
Uh, shout out, Yone, points for champ. Um, I'll look at the standings right now. It wasn't even close, so last week's not going to matter. Um, if we look, points for, he had 1,783. The next closest is 1,580 from Nikki. Um, so it wasn't even close. The, the only person who gave him a run for their money was, if you combined whoever was playing Rice-A-Roni. Because uh, my points against is over 1,700 as well. So uh, it was a close battle between my points against and Yon, but Yon edged us out at the end there. Uh, just a ridiculous number. 1,783 is crazy with a week left. So a nice uh, 250 for Yon uh, to put into the bank. So congratulations. Shout out to you. All right, fellas. This was probably long-winded and hard to follow and probably pretty boring. But what are you going to do? You guys asked for a podcast. I gave you a podcast. So I will see you next week. I love you. Of Whitey's Donut Shop in Cotterhagen, Pennsylvania. If you like donuts and other pastries, please go check out my store any time of the week and get your free donuts. First donuts free. Slash ever got a member. And remember, if you go to any other donut shop, that's a technical Hello, Slapshot. Harry Callis here, owner of Harry the K's Discount Furniture Store. Do you need a new couch? Well, now is the time because we are having our out-of-business sale. That's right. Everything must go. Couches, love seats, tables, lamps, anything you need for low prices. Please come see us down at our Philadelphia store or visit us online at harrythekays.com. And remember... We'll keep slashing prices until this furniture is out of here. Peeps! Long time. No talk. That's right. It's your boy, Dennis, from Philly Sports Update, here to talk to you about one of my favorite products on the market. That's right. We're talking blue juice today. 16.403% of men are unable to get the deed done successfully. So... If you listen to what I'm putting down, we're going to get you up. And if you don't trust me, how about a word from the greatest player in Philadelphia Eagles history? That's right. Dimerius McNabs is here to talk to you about Bluetooth. Sup, guys? It's number five. And after a nice big bowl of chunky noodle soup, I throw down a blue chew. And unlike on the football field, it lasts me through the fourth quarter. So, blue chews, don't forget, number five will always love you. That's right. If they can get that moose to last through the fourth quarter, I'm sure it'll do wonders for you. So, Slapshot Regatta Podcast members, type in my promo code at checkout to get 5% off of your order of Blue Chews. That's right. Type in Psycho Pauly at checkout to get you psychoing it up in the bedroom all through the night. And don't forget, boys and girls, Chase be champion. That's true for sure. And don't forget... Before you do, take a chew. Hey, where's Bob? Am I on? Yeah, baby. It's Cole from the Philadelphia 70 Sisters. Season tickets are now on sale. Come to see High Fly Dunks and have Joel and B take that shirt off and dance for me, baby. Season tickets purchased with one beer. Yeah, what? Make sure you buy Ben Simmons jersey. Um, I'll call you right back.
Hello, Charlie Kelly here. Local business owner and cat enthusiast. Is your cat making too much noise all the time? Is your cat constantly stomping around, driving you crazy? Is your cat clawing at your furnitures? Think there's no answer? You're so stupid. There is kitten mittens. Finally, there's an elegant, comfortable mitten for cats. I couldn't hear anything. Is your cat one-legged? Is your cat fat, skinny, or an in-between? That doesn't matter, because one size fits all. Kitten mittens, you'll be smitten. So come on down to Patty's Pub. We're the home of the original kitten mittens. Hi, boys. It's your girl, Caitlyn Jenner, here, and I already ditched the heels. Honestly, I don't know how you girls do it. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about my new makeup line, Simply Caitlyn. And uh, here's some good news for you. You can use the code SLAPSHOT for 10% off your first purchase. How about that? All right, well, keep listening to SLAPSHOT Regatta on Spotify, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Joe said here, Archbishop Wood. Just want to give a friendly reminder that such a is quickly approaching. So get your money in and get your tickets in, whatever you got to do. This is one of the biggest basketball camps in the tri-state area. We have coolers full of ice state for any kids who are dehydrated. I will always leave my Blackberry in my pocket in case I need to dial 911 because fat-ass Joe Lestraca passes out during a suicide. But with that being said, this year's game's going to be packed. We're expecting, you know, not one bus, but six buses full of students every day. So bring your A game, go out on that driveway, and shoot some foul shots, buddy. All right, guys, welcome back to a very special edition of the Slapshot Regatta podcast. It's the playoff edition. Uh, the very select few people make it to this far into the regular season, past the regular season. And join with, with me today, I have the three other members of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, first off, we got the matchup of Booze and Cole. Guys, say what's up. What up, what up? And then uh, live, I got with me uh, Nikki O. Nikki O, what's going on? What's up, guys? All right, so uh, yeah, be live. All right, so let's get into it. Um, this these aren't going to be as long as our normal Slapshot Regatta podcast. Just a quick little playoff preview. Um, just kind of set the scene for for what's going on this week. So uh, Cole, if you want to start, just take us through. Um, I know you had to win to get in last week. Uh, just take us through that matchup um, and what 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 you did to get yourself here in the postseason. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't really tinker with too much. And as far as my lineup goes, um, pretty much rolled out like the same guys I've been doing for the last couple weeks. I had just huge games off of Rogers by 35 woods had 30 Elliot had 20. I mean, the rest of my team didn't really do that much, but it was enough to get me through the week. Cause you know, Amar 
like his his guys kind of had like a consistent like double digit pointage across the board, but like Mahomes, guys like that didn't really go off. So I was able to kind of just have a couple guys go off and still be able to outlast it. I was having double digits across the board. Um, did nothing, nothing crazy. Kind of just rolled up the same squad. And how about if you had to, in a nutshell, the season so far as a whole, um, any big moments that stick out or, or big players that, that got you to uh, the postseason? Um, I mean, really, my whole season's kind of been like up and down, and I really was just doing it week to week trying to beat each matchup because I had a lot of guys kind of like I had a couple duds. I mean, you touched on uh, like a good recap when you were doing it the other day. I mean, that was not so a my- good recap. That was awful. But thank you. Uh, like like Montgomery, like stuff like that. That was a dud. I mean, Rogers was inconsistent all season long. I lost Terry Kill for a couple games. Terry on Johnson was hurt. Like Woods was a dud. So I really was just kind of scraping guys off the waiver wire, trying to plug them in and kind of just supplement guys that would have big weeks. Like Rogers would have big weeks, stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, really, I was just trying to scrape waiver guys and just win each matchup week by week and play the matchups. I like that, man. That's what it's all about. Um, I did do some research. You're the first member in Slapshot Regatta history to make the playoffs with the least amount of points for. So, congr- <laughs> congratulations to you. Operation Keep Call Out of the Playoffs is a failure. That's a honor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't, you can't, you, you, you don't decide who you get matched up against each week, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, I didn't really think too much into it. I was just kind of like, just playing, like I said, like kind of playing the matches and just hoping for, you know, just anything can happen these weeks. It's great. So. All right, so we'll kick it over to your competition for the week. That is Mr. Alex Cruz, because I know the game this week you had um, didn't have much effect on anything. I mean, could you you couldn't have got a buy, right? No. No, I couldn't um, have gotten a buy, but the 3 4 seeding was up for grabs. Okay. And I kind of. Wanted to finish fourth, so I didn't even I didn't touch my lineup. I didn't look at my lineup at all. I didn't realize I lost until this morning when I got the alert. Oh really? Um, you only lost by two. You almost won. Yeah. So so I wanted to play Cole obviously because his team stinks. Oh, I love it. And then I realized now if I win that, I have to play CMC. So yeah, that's much, huge. I'm pretty much done. So. Okay, so but before before we do move on there, I wanna I wanna touch on that. So you purposely, not purposely, but you were hoping you would lose this week so you could match up against Cole, and you got that wish. So so I I'm gonna yeah. take that as you're feeling pretty confident going into this matchup. Um, I wouldn't say I'm confident, but I feel like I have the best chance to win against him. I mean, my team's been sleepwalking to the playoffs. It's like my team has just been horrible the past five weeks, except for that one game. I probably won 40. Gotcha. I mean, a lot of teams are like that, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, my team's been pretty bad recently, so I'm hoping we turn on, but you never know. And then, same same thing I asked Cole. Any uh, Anything that sticks out this season? Um, I mean, obviously, this matchup between you guys are huge. Two original Slapshot members uh, going head-to-head, yeah. but anything that sticks out from this season? I mean, I basically had, like, two completely different fantasy seasons first like six weeks um i mean my team wasn't great but i was i think i was six and one or something five and one and like hooper was doing awesome dj was still doing good at that point 
Um, I think my team was pretty solid. And then DJ got hurt, Hooper got hurt, and my team pretty much took it in those dives. So, I mean, I had to, pick, had to make some pretty big moves to pick up Shark, which won me a couple weeks, basically won me that week against Nikki. Um, Devonta Parker late helped me out a lot. Yeah, and big then time, basically big time. just, I think, uh, I don't know to golf. I still have him on my roster, but I played him way too much. Even in the show, I was like, it's bound, he's bound to pick up eventually, just never really happened. So that probably hurt me a little bit. But, but you I, got off to a good enough start that it. Yeah, I mean, I once gotcha. I got to like six wins, I was basically like, all right, I'm in the playoffs, I'm going to just like do whatever it takes to get like two more wins. Gotcha. And then, so yeah, we got one, one of those wins. All right, so before, just real quick, before we move on to me and Nikki's matchup, I do just want to take a quick peek while I have you both here at the matchup. Projected 124-122, so it's going to be a tight one. Um, it looks like, which is crazy, because I don't know how you feel about that. You got the whole slate. I mean, obviously things can change with their lineup. Whole slate, 1 o'clock games with the Miles Sanders, Cherry on top, Monday night. Cole, you're kind of more all over the place. You got... Some Thursday, some Sunday at yeah. four. So, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I like having all one o'clock so I can convince myself that I already won. Um, I'm gonna get like a big lead, so I like having the one o'clock games. And Cole's in Cole's best player on Thursday night at Chicago. Tough matchup for uh, Zeke. Yeah. So, so no, we'll I, see. Um, like I said, uh, very monumental matchup to start out at the the. What is that? Four five? Yeah, the four five matchup. Two originals. Um, so I'm going to move on to me and Nikki's matchup. You two are welcome to stay if you want to chime in, but feel free to, if you need, if you got to go, that's fine. It's Tuesday night. What else am I doing? <laughs> True. All right. So I'll start real quick with my team. Um, probably just cause it's, uh, more dramatic. It was three weeks ago. My team spiraling out of control, three and seven, three and seven record. Looking at the points four, I was below Psycho Poly points four, below Amar points four. So I knew I had to win out, and I knew I had to win out convincingly to even have a chance to get into the, the playoffs. And those three weeks, I went 140, 164, and 125. So I just snuck in there. Obviously, it came down to uh, last night with Kyle Rudolph catching that touchdown. Came, he had one more drive. The Vikings got the ball back, and if Diggs or Rudolph made a play and scored a touchdown... I would be having a Psycho Pauly on this podcast right now. So it was a nice little comeback for for my squad to get in there. Um, honestly, just like uh, we went over stuff, but I made pretty much all the right decisions going into it. I didn't really have any close calls. And just it's really just all about – it's the Lamar Jackson show. He's been my whole team all season. Even when he stinks and can't throw the ball, he threw for like 115 yards. He ran for like 90 and scored. So um, I really – I mean he's got – a tough matchup going up against Nikki. We'll get into that more, but I really just any game, any deficit that I have, I know he could give me a quick forty, like it's nothing. Shout out Andy and Yoon. Um and Nikki, uh, if you want to take a second and talk about, obviously I know kind of an up and down season for you. I I, believe, I think you were third in points four, maybe second in points four, but you have struggled to break a hundred in the past four weeks. I was looking so. Maybe sleep like Boo said, sleepwalking to the playoffs, but just kind of take me through how your season ended and and big big players that you had for you all season. Yeah, um, it's been a pretty rough season. Um, I'm just happy to be in the playoffs. I'm, um, yeah, I don't know anyone on this team. 
Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson. Alan Robertson. Yeah. Uh, Alan Robertson. What about Penn State, baby? You yeah, know we are. Yeah, he's going to do real well for me against Chase. And um, that's your that's prediction? That's pretty Alan much Ra- all I got. Alan Robertson's going to do well your Thursday night? Yeah, and Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson. Okay. Now, do you remember the last time we played? Do you remember what happened? Barely. Uh, it was that Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett had like two touchdowns. And Mike Evans had, I think, three touchdowns, and you and you blew me out. You haven't had a big week since then, so nice little revenge game for you. Hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, um, our matchup as well is projected to be a tight one. Right now, it's one thirty-five to one thirty-one. Uh, we got people all over the place. We got some big time Thursday night matchups um, with, like I said, Allen Robinson and then. I don't believe we'll have anyone going on Monday. So we should have everything wrapped up Sunday. So that's always good. Um, so, yeah, obviously, us being on this side of the bracket is very beneficial. No offense to Ron. I mean, I've been saying I like Ron's team all year. But somehow, me sneaking in with a 6 and 7 record and getting to avoid CMC, that's next level. So we'll see how it all goes. Obviously, it's, it's fantasy football. Anything can happen. Um,. But yeah, I mean that's all I got. That that the stuff that cracks me up is run CMC number one seed locked up. He probably didn't even pay attention to fantasy this week. Just puts up a light one thirty seven. Like <laughs> that kid's just a horse. Uh, shout out him getting uh, points for money today. So two fifty his way. Um, most points scored in Slapshot Regatta history. Um, so shout out Yon. Um, all right, so that that's gonna be a nice little playoff preview. We'll do the same thing next week with. Uh, the matchups with the two boys on the bye weeks. Um, and then I'll probably try to sprinkle in some loser bracket stuff once that gets underway. But I will check right back in with you guys after this quick break um, to do a little look back at the bold predictions I had you guys do every week, see how they turned out. So I'll see you on the other side. Interrupt you for a second? Yes. Last chance. So, I was just looking at your matchup with Visco. You won by eight points. Correct. He... Famously drops Higby after score, after I told him not to drop Higby and played Rudolph. Higby scored eight more points than Rudolph. Really? <laughs> what happened to the situation? It would have went uh, two points four during the season. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Oh no, no, Amor, Amor would have got in. I don't even know, honestly. Amor, oh, Amor, yeah, you would have tied, and Amor would have got in. We would have been. Wow. We would have we would have been five seven and one. Amar would have been six and seven. Exactly. Yes. That would have that would have been honestly that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Damn, good point, Poos. All right, well that's all I got. Uh, Cole, Poos, any last second comments from you about me or Nikki? Uh, we can let Nikki go first here. All right, Nikki. Nikki. You want me to do what? Like just any last minute comments before we we uh. Uh, Cut. You're going segment. down. You're going down. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Booze, Cole, anything? Uh, go for it. I suck in that, and good luck in the matchup, Boozy. May the best man win. Aw. Uh, cool. Aw. That's cute. All right. Appreciate it, guys. See ya.